You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a Doggy Dog World is brought to you by Pet Care Rx, America's most affordable pet pharmacy. Pet Care Rx offers the same meds as top vets, but with a savings up to 50%. And if you find a lower price on a certified EPA and FDA approved medication, Pet Care Rx will match that price. So go to PetCareRx.com. Use promo code DOGWORLD10. D-O-G-W-O-R-L-D, the number 10, and receive $10 off orders of $50 or more. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You're running around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. And with me today are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. How do. <laughs> and all our dogs laying around the office in the background. <laughs> if you, yep. If you hear heavy breathing, it's not us. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, with that interesting opening, today we're talking about a little more serious subject. The United States Marine Corps has said that uh, the families living in base housing in any of the base housing, if they have a Pitbull, Pitbull mix, Rottweiler, Rottweiler mix, or Wolf hybrid, their dog must pass the American Kennel Club's Canine Good Citizen test to remain in housing. When that came out in August, needless to say, a furor erupted. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and our dog training group, Kindred Spirits, has been working with the Marines on Camp Pendleton. We want to talk a little bit about what's been going on. So stay tuned for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. It's a doggy dog world is brought to you by Petco.com. Petco is a leading specialty retailer of premium pet food supplies and services, offering more than 10,000 high-quality pet-related products. Enter the code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get 10% off any order. No minimum at Petco.com. There's a movement afoot. Shoebuy.com. Join the millions of people who shop ShoeBuy.com's over 400 brands and 500,000 products. Order now and get free shipping and free return shipping. ShoeBuy.com, the world's greatest shoe store. Walk your dog in style and comfort. Enter the code DOGGY, D-O-G-G-Y, at checkout and get a 10% discount plus free shipping at ShoeBuy.com. 
Love your pets but wish their medications were a lot less expensive? They are at 1-800-PET-MEDS. You'll not only save on flea and heartworm medications, but on prescriptions for arthritis, incontinence, thyroid, and more. And you get fast service, free shipping, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Plus, our licensed pharmacists ensure accuracy, monitor drug interaction, and more. See why over 5 million people have trusted their pet's health to 1-800-PET-MEDS, America's largest pet pharmacy. Call now or order online. Go to PetMeds.com forward slash world, W-O-R-L-D, to get 10% off any order and free shipping on orders of $39 or more at PetMeds.com. Aquariums and pond keeping are among the most popular of all hobbies in the United States and throughout the world. In fact, fish are probably the most numerous pet in people's homes and in their businesses. In Aquarium Mania, we'll learn more about the secret and not-so-secret life of fish and other inhabitants, the basics of good aquarium keeping, the complexities of the aquarium industry, and the science and art that surround this fascinating hobby. I'm your host, Roy Anong, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. Aquarium Mania. Every week, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. Petra, Kate, and I are talking today about uh, the U.S. Marine Corps' order concerning pit bulls, roddies, wolf hybrids, and those mixes, mixes of those breeds, in base housing. In August, when the order first came out, it stated that the dogs in base housing of those breeds must pass the American Kennel Club's canine good citizen test to remain in housing. So let's talk first about what the canine good citizen test is. We've talked about it on previous podcasts, but we can review it real quick tonight. It's basically uh, about 10 items that they test a dog's temperament to a degree, and a lot of it is their training, the control that the owner has over the dog. Which is fairly basic. Yes. Really, it's very, very basic. Mm -hmm. Sit, down, stay, not lunging or jumping on people. And the stays, I mean, they're only asking you to go, was it 15 feet away, turn to walk back. Mm-hmm. Not even to have them hold it for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, the comms are only, what, 10 feet away and calm to come. On a long line. Yeah, they're all done on long lines. Mm-hmm. The items are designed to see if a dog can be out and about in human society and be well-behaved in that society, mm-hmm. be a good citizen mm-hmm. of a human society. And that the owner is mm-hmm. responsible and the dog is well-groomed and clean. <laughs> looks healthy. Looks healthy. Basically. Um, that the the owner has taken the time to make sure the dog is is socialized and has had some basic obedience training. Uh-huh. So the American Kennel Club Canine Coast Citizen Test is really fairly basic, and I believe that their premise is that most dogs with some basic training should be able to pass the test. Right. Now, to go back to the Marine Corps, 
once this order was delivered in March, then what happened is many people in the dog world said, including the AKC, said, well, wait a minute, this test wasn't designed to do that. That the test isn't a temperament test that says a dog is safe or not. That wasn't what the test was designed for. Right. And there were a variety of articles and radio shows and newspaper articles published questioning the Marine Corps on this decision. And I believe uh, Camp Lejeune back on the right coast of the United States (laughs) (laughs) is using the ASPCA safer test, which is more of a screening test like they use in shelters. But Camp Pendleton is still using the Canine Good Citizen. So, although those of us here at Kindred Spirits don't agree with breed-specific legislation, I don't think that pitties should be highlighted or Rotties or Wolf hybrids. I would much prefer that all dogs receive some training. Exactly. And all dogs receive some socialization. And let's have all dogs meet the same criteria, Mm -hmm. not just pitties or Rotties. But having served in the Marine Corps, I realized you can't fight the Marine Corps. No. So we wanted to see these guys, the families, keep their dogs. And so we started working with them. Well, and I, my understanding, and it's yet to be the, the orders formalized, to down, but that eventually all dogs on base will have to, to pass some test. That as of 2012, 12, right? Right. All so breeds. they're they're looking ahead. Yeah. Have they picked on the Have they picked on the Rotties and the Pit Bulls first? Yeah. Unfortunately, the numbers are showing those are the dogs breeds most likely to cause great a harm. great harm, harmful incident. There may be just as many uh, cranky Chihuahuas, mm-hmm. but they don't cause as much harm generally. Right. So, is it breed specific at this point? Yes. Are they planning to to phase that out and say all breeds? That is my hope, and that's what we've heard. Then the reality is they have to go after somebody at the beginning. Yes. And now that we've seen a number of those dogs, we know why. Yeah. And it's really sad. So anyway, what we did here at Kindred Spirits is we contacted Animal Control on Camp Pendleton, and we said we'd like to work with you. We want to see these dogs stay in their homes and their families. Obviously, animal control was of the same mind. They don't want to see everybody giving away their dogs. Nope. They don't want to see the shelters and the rescues overflowing with untrained, unsocialized dogs, which unfortunately has happened anyway. But so we offered a discounted canine good citizen class for um, the dogs and their families. In our first class, we had five pities. Five pit bulls mm-hmm. and four of the five passed quite well and did a really good job. They did great. They did a really good job. They came into the class lacking many of the skills. We basically had to turn it into a, a beginner's obedience class with the CGC in mind. But they worked really hard and four of the five dogs passed easily. The fifth dog was a puppy. And if they continue working with him as he grows up, mm-hmm. he, he should be able to pass it with no problem. Yeah, has the potential. He has, and yeah. I think what was interesting with that first group is they had an idea of what training is 
but just needed somebody to teach the owners to elaborate exactly, you know, sit or how to do it. Don't ask five times. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting because once they understood how the training technique works, those dogs, those dogs were like, oh, I understand clear communication. We got it. Those dogs blossomed. Those were the motivated owners who had already done a lot of good stuff with their dogs. Maybe not formal training, but a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. They just needed that extra step of uh-huh. how to. Exactly. And they were motivated enough to do it, do the work. The dogs were receptive. Even though they one of the guys really great. came in with a chip on his shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> but I was proud of him. He admitted it. And yep. Then yep. he did. He did a great awesome job. Dog. He did awesome a great job. job. Now some of the others we've seen. Well, we had a Roddy mix that didn't work. And no. isn't going to work. And I felt really bad because the wife brought the dog in. Her husband's in Afghanistan, which is scary enough as is. And the dog is, what, about a year and a half, I believe. Rottweiler mix. And I'm quite sure that she wanted the dog for protection. And she has elevated that dog in her household Mm -hmm. so that he is basically the man of the house and one thing they're going to do is they're going to have major problem when daddy comes home oh yeah that dog is not going to want to let daddy in the house no and the dog is lunging at other people and lunging at other dogs and the night when i finally told them this isn't going to work he lunged at me and not many dogs scare me anymore but that dog scared me. That was also a case of physically the dog was too much for her to handle as well as mentally. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And look. that was heartbreaking. I mean, our goal is to have these dogs stay, stay in, in the home and to make that decision and yeah. to tell that owner. It was tough. Yeah. And unfortunately, I think she had already come to that conclusion, mm-hmm. too. She was just waiting for us to say something. Yeah. Um, because that last night he was lunging. At many dogs. Yeah, that was a terrible last night. That was a bad night. Yeah. We've had a couple others that appeared to be dangerous towards dogs. And although I don't agree in breed discrimination, we do have to keep in mind that many pit bulls still are being bred to fight other dogs and have the desire and the prey drive to fight other dogs. And one night was scary enough that uh, Kate and I decided to teach our two dogs a command to get out of the training yard, to jump the fence and get out of the training yard. We need to work on that some more because I don't want either Walter or Bashir thinking they need to defend us. Mm -hmm. So we've had a few that have been pretty scary. Others we've admitted to a basic obedience class. Some of them are doing quite well. Many of them. Yeah. Doing very good. Yeah. And, okay. What I've been surprised, because I grew up on military bases. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was an Air Force brat. I was a Coast Guard brat. And yet, we always had dogs mm-hmm. that went, traveled with us from base to base, wherever we went. Okay. And I remember obedience club classes on base. Mm-hmm. I remember dogs being well-behaved. I remember that if a dog was not well-behaved, the whole neighborhood, the base, I mean, it, there was pressure applied. Yes. All the way up to formal complaints if needed. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm kind of surprised now at the mental attitude that we've been getting from people of, oh, well, they're just dogs, or, you know, that's the way they're supposed to be, or uh, the, the 
that dogs don't need training. I'm like, this is military. This is all about training for humans. Why don't we do it for people? Of course, and then I said, we don't know if they need on base is, is a dog club. And then, of course, I find out that when Liz was stationed there with her husband, they had formed a dog club. Well, yeah. we Paul and I lived in base housing on Camp Pendleton, and we had two German Shepherds. And our German Shepherds, by gum, oh, that's not the words I used, <laughs> we're going to be well-behaved. And Paul and I competed in obedience trials with our dogs. So all our neighbors would see us training our dogs. And people started to ask us, can you help me with my dog? Can you help me with my dog? And actually, that's where I taught my first classes. I was 20, 21 years old holding classes for these sergeants, sergeant majors, gunnies, and their wives at one of the local parks. Because my dogs behaved and their, their dogs didn't. So uh, mm-hmm. it was it was there, and I even contacted special services on base and said, I want to do this legally, and they said, go for it. So I didn't want to be having underground classes. <laughs> yeah. Not on base. That's no, not, not on a, base. Not a, not a good thing. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think let's, in the second half of the show, let's address that. Let's see what we're seeing with the dogs. So stay tuned. Take a listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. FTD's network of over 40,000 florists around the world have been creating beautiful handcrafted arrangements for 100 years. Each arrangement is delivered the same day and backed by FTD's seven-day satisfaction guarantee. For a century, people have trusted their most important occasions to the flower experts at FTD. Since Pet Life Radio is all about puppy dogs and flowers, our listeners, that's you, can get a 20% discount on your order. Just go to florop.com and use the code DOGGYDOG at checkout. F-L-E-U-R-O-P.com. Code word D-O-G-G-Y-D-O-G. Hello? Danica, where have you been? Oh, Graham, I've been busy, you know? Racing, GoDaddy girl. Oh, I built my own online store with GoDaddy. Really? Let me see. Grandma'sAuction.com? Hey, aren't those Grandpa's golf clubs? Grandma needs her bingo money. Use promo code DOGGY10, D-O-G-G-Y, the number 10, and get a .com domain name for just $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. If you ask the question, what do I want, what do I need, I'll take a back shot.
on iTunes. Hello! I'm Deborah Wolf, and I'm inviting you to my animal party on Pet Life Radio. My pet experts will be coming to the party to answer your pet questions, and they'll also be sharing their favorite stories and messages with us, but I'll be asking them some tough questions. We'll get their opinions on the hot-button topics like the pit bull ban, pet food, vaccines, religion, politics, and animals, cat decline, and the latest news, whatever's turning the animal world on its head, we'll be talking about at the animal party. This party's got bite. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm Liz Palaika. With me are my friends, Petra Burke and Kate Abbott. And today we're talking about the Marine Corps and especially the Marine Corps' Camp Pendleton here in Southern California policy about requiring pit bulls, roddies, wolf hybrids, and their mixes to obtain the AKC's Canine Good Citizen Test. Now, I suppose I should say that this arose out of several very bad incidences on bases, Marine Corps bases, where some children were either severely hurt or killed. Now, I do understand with some correspondence with other trainers that the Army is instituting a similar program. Mm. So it's not just the Marine Corps. And from what I have heard through the dog trainer rumor mill is that the Air Force and the Navy will be following very shortly. But right now, those that I know of are Army and Marine Corps. Now, whether or not breed-specific legislation is good or bad, we're not arguing that. We're talking about trying to keep the dogs and families. Realities. Now, the dogs that we've seen. We had a screening day last Saturday. We opened up a two-hour time period, and we told any of the Marines and their families that called to come to the Kindred Spirits Training Yard. We would evaluate the dogs, their state of training, talk to the owners, decide whether they were ready for the Canine Good Citizen Test, almost ready and just needed some coaching, or whether they flat out needed some training. Now, one of the first couples that showed up had a male and a female pit bull, both on chest harnesses. Uh, the male was pulling pretty hard, but the female was pulling so hard she was walking on her back legs. They had a tiny, tiny newborn baby in a baby stroller. And they both, mom and dad, both came in with a chip on their shoulder. They obviously didn't want to be there. And so I started by saying, you know, okay, rein them in. Don't let them lunge at me or my dog. And I said, what you have to do right now is show off for me. Show me what you've done with these dogs. Show me that you've done some training. And meanwhile, Bashir, my five-year-old Aussie, is behind my legs going, Err. And he's usually a pretty good mm-hmm. barometer. So I knew there was a potential problem here. So uh, he tried showing me with both dogs. That was totally worthless. So I told him, please let your wife hold one of the dogs. You show me with one at a time. The male, who turned out to be the youngest, was actually pretty good. With some basic obedience training, he'll be okay. The female, who looked like a pity boxer mix, maybe, was 
wild woman. She was on her back legs. She was all over the place. He had no control whatsoever. It was sit, 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 lay down, sit, sit, sit. And she lunged at Bashir numerous times until he finally snarled at her. Then the guy says, well, your dog's attacking mine. I said, oh, let's not even go there. (laughs) (laughs) Former Marine Staff Sergeant, I can pull the voice out when I need to. (laughs) Put Bashir in a down stay in the shade and went back to talk to him and said, this ain't working. So that was unfortunate. Yeah. Then you had one intact male. Great pity. You know, and I felt bad for the guy. He just got back. I mean, he wasn't in Afghanistan, but I believe East Coast or something. Came back to this notice, and I'm not sure if his wife filled him in or what. So he came back that night, showed up in our yard the next morning, and go, can you explain what's going on? So I kind of had to go over what was happening out there and why he was out here to see us and what the CGC was about. Um, but you know what? He, he, he knew it. He didn't came with any attitude. He just said, we're not going to be able to pass a CGC. We need some basic obedience. I gave him a schedule. I told him all about it. Pick a class and come. And he said, I- I've got to start somewhere. I don't want to let my dog go. I said, well, we're not here to allow that either. We will. He- we're here to help you. Very cool guy. Understood. Took it. You know, was thankful. And, and It's such an emotional issue because we understand our dogs are part of our family. Mm-hmm. And these are their family. Sure. Especially more so if the another part of the family, the husband or the wife, is gone. I know when, when Paul and I lived in base housing on Camp Pendleton for about five years. And I was lucky enough, I didn't get shipped out. I was I was working support staff here on Pendleton. But Paul got shipped out regularly. He went to Okinawa. He went to Bridgeport. He was during the evacuation of Vietnam. Prior to email, you know, we and cell phones, we couldn't talk to each other. Half the time I had no idea where he was during the evacuation of Vietnam. One time I saw him on TV, but I didn't know where he was. Those German shepherds were my lifeline. Mm -hmm. They were my security, they were my family. One of the dogs was Paul, so they were my title Paul. If someone had come around and given me a notice and said that those dogs might have to leave, I'd have been checking out of base housing. There was no way I'd get rid of those dogs. So, yeah, this is a really emotional issue. Mm -hmm. However, I'm very disappointed in the number of dogs who have had such poor socialization to other dogs and people and have had so little training. When yeah. you've got a big, powerful dog, socialization and training are imperative. And I, I guess thinking back, realizing that it was my mother who was the trainer. Uh-huh. My dad was gone a lot. Sure. When he was home, the dogs behaved for him and listened sure. to him. But, but it was that's my mom who did the work. Yeah, right? Your dad was the natural authority. Yeah. It was the deep voice, the masculine So your mom trained him and your dad took advantage of it. (laughs) And so many, I don't don't know if this is a shift or if I just don't have my memory for when I was a kid. Sure. But we're seeing, I'm seeing so many young marine families. And so the guy is deployed, the woman is either working part-time, the wife, or um, has kids. Yeah, or home with young ones. So 
the dogs are pretty much in the house or in the yard, so there really isn't socialization going on. They're busy, young parents, she young have the kids. Time. Yeah, exactly. And I say she because it's usually the wife. But. Sure. Yeah. There's a few yeah. guys, a few women that are deployed and, and the guys left home, but for the most part, it is the wife at home. So they don't have any support structure around them that says your dog should be. They don't have an easy way to, to get the obedience to make them well behaved. And even even those that are now being forced with this, um, I say ultimatum, but a choice. Yeah. Um, they simply don't have the time or the resources or the money to do it. Yeah. Right. It's kind of discouraging sometimes. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, we're we're often as big offering as big a discount as we can. Yeah. To keep in business. But the still, woman that says, I can't come because I don't know anybody that lives here. And I've got three kids and nobody to leave them with if I brought the dog to class. Okay, yeah, she's not, well, she's not taking advantage of all the resources. Camp Pendleton has a lot of resources. Okay. They have babysitters. All right. They have daycare. So she's in housing and she's kind of holed up. Maybe she's a little depressed, you know, away from family. But Pendleton does have a lot of resources for the families. She just needs to find out what they are. Okay. Well, I told her to so, call Base Housing and talk about it, so maybe yeah, she hopes she yeah. found them. There are there's uh, family services, okay, and there are many, many. I I've been retroactively jealous. There are many more things now for the families than there were. I won't tell you how many years ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on the flip side, the thing that keeps me wanting to keep trying is the two guys that are neighbors on base. Right. Both the Marine have, and the Sailor. Yep. And they both had young pitties. Uh-huh. And they saw the writing on the wall. So they brought their pitties to puppy class. And yep. now we're in basic class. Oh, my And those goodness. two are They doing... are so funny. The Be... guys are awesome. The dogs are doing absolutely awesome. And, and the dog, great. the puppies love the training. Uh-huh. And the guys see now the difference from when they started young in the class, in the basic obedience class that they're in now with their their puppies, mm-hmm. there are some people that have joined from base housing with older pitties and older rotties, and they just sit there and smile, or they've talked to the other ones. They've they've told them, you know, how important this is. The, so the they're two total of them converts. We're talking to me after a basic class one afternoon, and and. I just love it. The one guy says, you know, I've had dogs all my life. I've always expected them to listen to me. Uh-huh. He says, but I've never done formal training. Why am I talking like this? I don't know. He doesn't talk like that. Yeah. Um, but this is the first time I'm doing formal training. And he says, man, is this fun. <laughs> and he says, I can't believe the difference in the dogs. So he's not only, he's just comparing himself to himself and his other dogs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Much less his neighbors. Well, and the others. couples, you know, the, the two or the three that... Um, pass right. Oh, the four of them, but the first two, mm-hmm. the young couple, they were great. You oh, know, yeah. they were fun, and then the couple with the family, right? They enjoyed it. All of a sudden, they realized how fun this could be. The dogs' tails were always wagging, doing anything. Okay, I'll sit. Sure, yeah. first time. Yeah, and the you kids, know? the yes. kids with the with the dogs. Uh huh. So the same two guys are talking about uh, the one guy's. I think he said five year old daughter. Watching her tell this uh, puppy, good puppy, you know, but muscular, strong uh-huh. dog, to sit, to wait. She turns around, walks ten feet, turns around, and says, "Okay, come," and she's expecting the dog to do it because she's seen her dad do right? it, right? And the dog is doing it, uh huh. And so she's gonna grow up with a sense right? of this is how dogs should be. 
Yes. Yeah. I find that exciting. Yes. Well, yeah. that's the next generation. Yeah. 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 It's really wonderful. Exactly. And I mean, these people who've had such great success are actually spreading the word for us as well. Yeah. I mean, how many people we know? Oh, so and so came and they graduated. You, you, they got the CGC with their pity. You yeah. know, the the couple there. Well, we had the woman that, woman that came to one of our evaluation sessions with her two pities, the mom and the son. Mom came in fine. Son. Talk about not, well, in a previous podcast, we talked about not a great idea to adopt two dogs out of the same litter. But how about keeping one with mom? Oh, this poor oh. male puppy was separated from his mom because we asked her to bring one in at a time. So leave one in the car. She brought the son in, and he screamed and hollered yeah. and threw himself around, and it he was... He had a meltdown. He, yeah, he, he had a mental meltdown, and we weren't asking him to do anything. Just be physically away from his mother. That was the worst we've seen, and I and I, the owners were in shock. Well, never she seen was crying. Either. She was crying. Yeah. And when he finally calmed down enough that we could ask her some questions... <laughs> Then we explained what was going on, that he had to be separated from his mom. You go for a walk one way, and hubby go, takes mom and goes for a walk the other way. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, of course, neither one was ready for the CGC, so we told him, enroll in a basic obedience class. That happened to be one of our big classes that we split, so you have mom in the class. No, she's got the son. We we've the got son. the mom. Oh, we've got mom. We've got mom in okay. the class. And, uh, I've and seen great changes in that female dog and in, in dog. her owner her oh, female yeah. owner she's having fun she's having fun but she's also realizing mm -hmm. what she didn't do for them in the past yeah so it's uh it's been an interesting learning curve for us too for kindred spirits so much of the t most of the time we get the few odd exceptions. My wife made me come, or my husband, whatever. Yeah. Most of the time, people come to Kindred Spirits because they want, want. to learn. Right. So this is a, a we've kind of all of a sudden some cold water dashed in our face. So these people, are like, I have to come to keep my dog. Yeah. They yeah. come in with a chip on their shoulder, or yeah. not. But walk totally away motivated. going, darn, this is pretty fun. Yeah. Most this of them. This is so cool that I can get my dog to do something. Yeah. Most the, of the them. The vast majority yeah. of them. We'll yeah. yeah. We, we had one that we saw the dog uh, listed on Craigslist. Yeah. They mm. gave up on the dog. Two weeks of training uh, and then gave up. Yeah. That um, was heartbreaking. That was a puppy. And he was just a puppy. Just a puppy. We, we had the, the one that we told the woman that her dog would never make it. There have been a few sad instances and i'm sure you compared to what we have now I think more positive we have more positive going on right compared to the few here and there right but i think when the deadline finally comes around i think we'll see some last minute oh my goshes mm -hmm. and that's apt to be a little scary but on the good side the guys with the puppies yeah. so they're, they're spreading the word i've planted the first seed that i intend to nurture with them <clears throat> about the idea of starting a obedience club on on base. Sure, yeah, great. and starting a therapy club on base. On base, yeah. And they're like, "Wow, you mean we could take our well-behaved dogs over to the wounded warriors and cheer up the guys that exactly. are just exactly their eyes lit up." Exactly. And I said, yeah. Those two dogs can do it. Yeah. Nice I said they dogs. have 
you know, for the group that I'm talking about, they got to be at least a year old. So you got some time to do yeah. some more work and practice yeah. and spread the word and get others to join the club. And this yeah. would be your end goal. They were excited. Yeah. Well, one of the guys is a corpsman, so I'm sure that was right up his alley. But, and the yeah. little ripples that would spread out, I hope. <laughs> I hope. But create this new idea that, yes, dogs can do this stuff if they're well-trained, and everybody should well-trained. You're Marines, you're sailors, you go for training, you give training. Yep, yep. Why can't your dog? Yeah. Why can't your dog do it, too? Yeah. Yeah, they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, for those of you who are listening who are dog trainers... <laughs> and you live near a military base, contact the animal control on that base. Almost every base has one, or contact the base veterinarian. They'll put you in touch with the people in charge. And ask if you can help, because this is not just on Camp Pendleton. This is on Marine Corps bases, it's on Army bases, and I'm sure very shortly it's going to be on navy and air force bases i've heard the underground rumors so it's gonna happen so talk to animal control or the base veterinarian and uh see if you can help because this is we want to see these families keep their dogs we don't want the dogs ending up out in the shelters or rescues all right any other questions if you have questions on what we're doing with the camp pendleton program there's another way to support our troops There you go. If uh, you have any other questions on our Camp Pendleton program, drop us an email here at Pet Life Radio. It's a doggy dog world. Join us on Facebook. Yep. Look up Liz Palaika, Petra Burke, and and Kate Kate Abbott. (laughs) (laughs) And for those of you in Florida, or if any of you are planning a vacation to Orlando in March, the three of us are going... March 2010. (laughs) March of this coming year. We're going to be at the Global Pet Expo in Orlando, Florida. We will probably be at the Pet Life Radio booth on Friday, March 26th. Or you'll find us wandering around getting freebies. <laughs> but we'll probably... Free silly women. That'd be us. <laughs> but we're going to try to be at the Pet Life Radio on the afternoon of Friday, March 26th. So, plan so your... Va- say howdy. Plan your <laughs> vacation around us. <laughs> Forget Disneyland. That's old hat. Disney World. That's old hat. We love to meet you. <laughs> so that's it from us. Listen up for us at our next show. There you go. Bye bye. Take care. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.